Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and dream specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Hey, 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 I am not Kevin Cerrito. Jessica Benson in studio today. Kevin Cerrito is off and away where he is. Who knows? But I'm here. Where in the world is Kevin Cerrito? Where in the world is Casey? I don't know. We can make a game out of it. Let's do it. Sounds yeah. like a blast. Sounds like the most fun way to start your Saturday morning. Anyway, I'm Jessica Benson in studio today with someone special. His name is Chris Luther of WMC Action News 5 and formerly of the Still Not Engaged podcast. But that podcast has a new name. Yeah, it's transformed. It's a new new thing going on. Season one is now finished. We were off last week. And in that time, Chris Luther and I have gotten engaged. So it's no longer the Still Not Engaged podcast. We got some claps going. Thank you. You can't hear those claps, but it's fine. We uh, went off to New York City two weeks ago, came back engaged. Our podcast, Still Not Engaged podcast, will be transforming into the Still Not Married podcast. I've already gotten it. You know, multiple people are like, when's the date? Dude, we got engaged like last week. I don't know. Oh like, yeah, I tell people are that you kidding me. I tell people like, that we're not getting married for two years, and they look at me with these eyes of like, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is why we started the podcast in the first place because we've been dating for six years and we were still not engaged. And everyone said, "When are you going to pop the question?" And I got sick of it. And so it's. I'm glad that everyone is doing their part to keep the podcast yeah, going. Yeah, because now I was it's kinda, still not married. I was kind of already asking. Hey, what? What's the date? I mean, come on, man. Give me a second to breathe. It took me six months to plan that that engagement. How long do you think it's going to take me to plan a wedding? Well, yeah, well, I think... Or us to plan a wedding. Or you say, to plan a wedding. You can plan the wedding. You can plan. <laughs> I, I, I hand a great the keys job. over to you. If I plan the wedding, as obviously we're talking about sports right now all the time. Uh, we're, if I plan the wedding, there are going to be no flowers, a f- open bar, and... A band, and we're not even going to do any like ceremony. It just—I don't even know if we'll have like a priest or pastor there. Live gonna, band or boom. DJ? Both. No, I'm a live band person. It's Wait, a both. We'll, it's we'll a live band it. DJ. Oh, a mashup! <laughs> a mashup. We're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a at, good time at my planned wedding. Yep. Okay. Congrats. Uh, maybe I'll show up. Maybe I won't. We'll. we'll <laughs> You're not really necessary, actually. <laughs> I'm not necessary. I just for the invite party. my friends. Hey, I'm friends. still I'm still working on that team elopement. You know, go somewhere far, far away. To lope, save some money, yeah, come back, boring. have a party. Let's party. Whatever. With the parties happening any- anyway, let's just make it the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all right. right. Well, if we all have right, some time right. at the end, we'll like share how Chris had this magical engagement. Right. But we start. Well, you know what? And funny, it's funny because right now we we're having this conversation on Father's Day weekend in front of your father sitting in this studio right now. So I got a lot of pressure. I got eyes beating down on me right now. My dad is in town for. Father's Day. Chris is F-I-L. Future father-in-law. F-I-L. Yeah, it's going to be F-F. F-F-I-L. F-squared. F-squared I-L. Yeah. So I got to perform today. I think I got to have my best radio show performance of all time or he's going to judge me. Well, we'll see. 
It's it off to a he good might start. take back his is, his okay his seal of approval. Correct. All right, let's get to some sports. All right, huh? so we're going to keep things the way that Kevin and I usually start your Saturday mornings. If Chris doesn't break anything in here, we're going to go back to what we will remember in Memphis sports from this week, and it was actually a, a pretty decently busy week for what is it? The second week of June? Uh huh. Where are we in June? Yeah. So we got we got things to discuss, and of course, the Grizzlies hiring a head coach. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but I think the thing that I will remember the most in Memphis sports this week, which is funny because it's not still in Memphis. Clay Thompson injuring his knee. I know. Well, Kevin Durant. RIP. And his Achilles. Tough. We will get to that. But the thing that everybody in Memphis is talking about this week, Mark Gasol, NBA champion. Which, you know, if we told you this like two years ago that this would happen, Grizzlies fans would be like, all right. I'm in. Yeah. Where can I sell my yes. soul? I'm ready I to mean, go. It's a, good, it's a great thing for the town. The, the city has celebrated alongside him. They've been with him for this ride. And, you know, the trade and where he went made it easy. It's the Raptors. The Grizzlies, Grizzlies got no ill will against the Raptors. They haven't had a beef with them. They haven't met them in the playoffs, obviously, in the Eastern Conference. So... You know, it made it easy. And it, everyone thinks that Toronto is kind of a small market. So Memphis, felt, I feel like a lot of Memphians felt like they kind of connected but with like Toronto. Off-brand, off yeah, you know. Toronto's a, a huge, major, yes. international city. It's funny how people keep thinking it's this, you know, mid-market. It's, I mean, it's It's Memphis huge. of the North, Chris. It's Memphis of the North. And you know what? This is my theory. Actually, we can talk They're about They're probably that like, where is Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, so uh, when you think about it, think about all the people that Marcus Saul has impacted over the years. And that's where I think it really is the sweetest. I mean, you see people on Twitter who are fans, and that's, fans obviously have an attachment to them. But think about all the people who, who worked in that building, and who even at Lausanne. I mean, his coaches who, he, who coached him, who now have an attachment to an NBA champion. And that's the part that make, really makes me smile, makes me happy for this city. I mean, everyone, even the ball boys at, at you know, the Grizzlies games, or you know, the people, trainers there, or you know, people he dealt with, his coaches, assistant coaches throughout the years, everyone's probably... I mean, real happy for him. Yeah, he's got a big heart, and Memphis loves him right back, and I think that was obviously pretty clear throughout all of this. I think it's crazy to think back to when he was traded. You know, he talked a little bit on, I believe it was Zach Lowe's podcast, about how like, Robert Pera had options, and, and he put him in Toronto, and that was such a good location for Mark. It gave him the chance. I remember people, when he was traded, said, hey, you know, at least now, He's one step closer to maybe having a chance. Yeah, they're saying he's going to play a big part in the in a huge playoff run. That was the, always the you know what people were saying. No one, I don't think anyone knew or guessed at that time that this is what it would become. But seeing him out there, I mean, he performed too. I mean, well, I mean, I got a stats up in front of me, but it's almost like an every other game type of thing. He had a great game one, yeah, kind of a slow game two. Game three was great for him. Game four was slow. Game five was great for him. Game six was slow. I mean, he was, he was an every other game kind of guy. Well, in that game six, I thought it was kind of perfect, you know, ending with just three points, nine <laughs> rebounds, four assists. But he was, was he wasn't even on the court for the very exactly. end. Surge went in, but take, you know, it's just take happy. a step back. But he made was, a huge impact, regardless. Exactly, and that was his whole thing: was stepping out of that star role on the team, moving away from yeah. Memphis, where so much responsibility had been put. Onto him now in his later the, years. You know, now he's the fourth, and he got to option. just do his thing and contribute yeah. in the way that that was right for him at this time. And right. watching him hold that trophy at the end, like, you can just feel the happiness. Didn't you see his groove on the? Oh on yeah, the, he's got on the stage. He yeah. danced. He did a little jiggy. Got a little jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. Hey, na, 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 na. this yeah. isn't a music station for a reason. Marcus is a champion. Yeah, Marcus is lovely. So we got it. We can't talk about Mark Saul becoming a champion without talking about the real goat, which is Doris Burke. Yeah, for throwing up the best question. I was saying that every Memphis media member who was watching the post game with Doris interviewing Mark was just like, "Yes," when she asked this because it gave us <laughs> such a good bite and it gave us something more well, to talk he about. Tried to not, he tried to walk away he from did. that interview. He didn't want to be he, asked the second question. And he tried, and the second say, question was the Memphis question. The second question you know, was the I, money question. I like, I'd like this answer, but I wish he'd just given a little, I love Memphis, throw out, or, you know, I love the city. Hey, you know, you can't fault the guy in the moment. What is, what's going through his head? He's a champion. But he didn't really shout out the city. I wish he had shouted yeah, it out. I just mean, free, Mark isn't really more free a shout-out kind of guy, No, though. he's not. You know, he kind of fit into, into who he is. And as Doris is like, you know, 
to Zebo, to Mike, and to those who grinded with you, you say what? And people said, you know, she left out Tony Allen, but Tony Allen was there in the thought, I'm sure. Yes. It's a stressful post-game situation. And Mark said, thank you. Thank you guys for making me the man and the player that I am. I will be thankful forever. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he, he definitely was in reference to that. It meant the city, too, because we all were a part of that. Or everyone here, who went, everyone who went to a game, everyone who cheered him on, who supported him. We're all a part of that. Making him a man. We made a man. He came a boy. And, and he now he's an NBA champion <laughs> man. <laughs> yes. No, but it's great to see him. I'm mean, happy for him. Happy that he celebrated. And, you know, the commercial appeal with Mark Giannato had a great uh, article with, uh, you know, the coach from Lausanne and how he was watching the game six, uh, Jason Peters, in his backyard. He had a 110-inch, I think it was a projector. Of the game in his backyard with some, they had some champagne on ice and everything, watching the game. I can imagine for him, like, you know, w- w- talk about becoming a boy or changing from a boy to a man. Marcus Gasol was about 300 pounds when he was at Lausanne. And look at what he changed into, you know, and, and seeing that transformation and seeing him develop that three-point shot and become a real leader. I mean, he really, he brought that Raptors team Leadership. I mean, who knows if Valanchunas is on that team? Is it the same outcome? Hey, probably, but who knows? Because Gasol, I think, was a really another steadying force, another leader. Uh, you know, in that locker room, yeah, he had that veteran leadership. And I will say, since you were mentioning Lausanne, I would be really curious to know Mark Gasol's opinion of everybody using that picture of him from Lausanne. Like, you know the one. <laughs> you know the one. It's like we're right? taking like the a worst, little, yeah. a little on. You know. Chunk. Chubby, chubby Chunk Mark. And uh, everyone always goes back to that. Like, who would have imagined this kid would turn into this? And as a fellow former chubby high schooler, those are the worst <laughs> pictures. And nobody wants them. And so, Mark, if you don't want that picture to be used anymore, I think we should respect his wishes <laughs> and take everyone that keeps, picture out of the equation. Everyone keeps sharing it. Like, look at this guy. Like, can no. you, I, I guess oh like, if he got like a notification and he like looks it up and... Oh, this picture again. Know, Here we like go. His worst photo of all time. But you know what? When it's like, I haven't had a Big Mac in 15 years, <laughs> but cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's like taking the worst photo you've ever taken and bringing it back into your life every time. Be like, look, at, look at this person. Yeah, yeah. we're going to start doing that with you, Jess. When you, uh, no, when you, you. do something big in, in media, I'm going to be like, look at, look at what she's become. Look at Jess at her look junior at, prom. Look at her at 17. Yeah, good times. Good yeah. times. So the one thing before we move on from Mark was the first Doris question. Uh. That was interesting, too, when she asked him about this. And, and Mark said that this was the hardest thing he's ever he's done. Ever done. Wow. Ever. And some wow. people here were like, well, I think there were some harder Grizzlies seasons. But I think I think collectively this year was the hardest thing. I mean, you go back to when he and Mike got put on the trade block so publicly and had to go through Honestly, a circus yeah. here in Memphis leading up to it, then getting to Toronto and it all leading well, to an NBA championship. I feel like we're like, you know, reading into his thoughts so much. Like, oh, he's thanking the whole city, not just those guys. And now we're yeah. like, oh, maybe we're maybe we're just reading into it too much. But yeah, I think the so. I think, tea leaves I think, aren't that deep. Well, he was in Memphis for a pretty long time, if you remember. So, I mean, changing teams is probably not too easy. And then going through a whole new process with coaches, players. And then, you know, they had a... They really they had a kind of a tough run, I guess. They beat Milwaukee, I believe, in six too, right? So they won four in a row in that one. So I mean, they didn't. It have never any... felt like they were just surging through it. Yeah, they had the game seven against uh, Philadelphia. So yeah. they, I mean, they they played a lot of games in the playoffs. It was definitely not an easy run. They didn't breeze through anybody, you know. And all those Warriors games were close. And Chris knows something about close Warriors games. Yeah. So I don't I know. Wanted to, I wanted to say, but Mark, what do you think about Marcus Hall's tweet? The thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I loved was, it. Was it an Elvis reference? Oh, it was definitely an Elvis reference. When I'm you like, leave FedEx, not... for, when you leave FedEx Forum, it says, "Thank you, thank you, thank you very much" ah. on the on the windows ah. going out. So I think it's in his brain, and I thought it was I thought it was genius. And he was holding that trophy. Social media manager could have put that next to Elvis holding his guitar and been like, "Look at these Memphis legends." If you don't follow at local twenty four Jessica on Twitter, you're doing something wrong. She's like a social media savant. A social media magician over here. So she, I guess you approve, you give the seal of approval to the Elvis quote. I do. Thank you. Thank you very much. I do. Yeah. I give it five stars. Five stars, two thumbs up. Five stars, one NBA championship ring. Yep. And one trophy. There you go. But to get that trophy, Marcus All and his Raptors had to beat 
Chris Luther's Golden State Warriors. Wow, if you dude. don't follow, don't I know. Dox me like that. I'm sorry. You can't just dox a person like that. I'm about to get some hate mail. Well, if you don't know Chris Actually, Luther, I better not get hate mail. They lost. Come on, everybody. Aren't you happy now? Well, and for once, I think people kind of like felt for the Warriors. Like, they kind of became an underdog uh, You know what? Okay, listen. So, Jessica Benson's about to explain it. I might as well just explain in my own words. I'm from California originally. I grew up north of San Francisco. I've been a Warriors fan since the, uh, uh, you know, the Donna Foyle years. Since Andres Bedrins, since you know Jason Richardson, since He's all just those, names I got to. I feel like I have to like earn your credit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I like I have to tell people that I've been a fan since they completely stunk and they got their butt kicked by Kobe all the dang time and lost to the Lakers for like four straight seasons. I think there was literally a losing streak where they didn't beat the Lakers for like four straight seasons. So you know, I got to do. I got to say all this so people are like respect me. But yes, I've been a Warriors fan for forever. You should and see he, the fire in his eyes right now. Oh, He's man. heated. I understand heated. not liking Draymond, but how do you not like Steph and Clay? I mean, I, stay, Steph, you know, he does a little shimmy. I guess people don't like that. But the man's a good man. I mean, look at them standing on their own court after this game, you know, congratulating the Raptors. Under, I mean, they, they played their heart out. I mean, Clay's out there shooting free throws with the torn ACL. What, what do you, more do you want from a team? I mean, I guess I get it. I get it. When a team wins, you're going to hate them regardless. But this team is a, it's a, the most likable dynasty I've ever seen. Maybe because it's my team. So. Lovable haters. <laughs> whatever. Lovable whatever. But you well, know what? wait, no, but I didn't want to ask you. This is what you can get if you listen to our podcast, by the way. It's a right. lot of talking over each other. It's really, it's like the view in here. We've gotten better at it, but. So the Warriors, you know, there's no question. They changed basketball for the better. Yeah, Five I mean, straight finals, three championships, two losses, thanks to LeBron and Kawhi. But Chris, the big question on everyone's mind. Huh. Is the dynasty over? Oh, that's the thing that's been <laughs> that's been bothering me so much, man. Like people have been tweeting, like, "Man, what a way to end this dynasty!" And like, what What do you mean the end? What are you talking about? Like, they're gonna keep Clay. You know, his father came out and said he's resigning 100 percent with the Warriors. Draymond's not going anywhere, which is the defense and the heart and soul of the team. Steph, Steph's not going anywhere as long as his ankles keep holding up. He's gonna be fine. Uh, I mean, who knows? KD might even re-sign after this Achilles injury. He might not even test free agencies. They could run it back. Who knows? I don't understand the end. I mean, I guess the end of that run, they didn't get the three-peat. They, you know, won the three and five rather than, you know, whatever, whatever. And so I guess people are saying it's the end of that run. But it's not the end of the Warriors. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they turn into the new Spurs, you know, kind of st- stick around, always are in the thick of things. I, th- I don't think they're going anywhere. All but right. uh, you know what? There's always going to be a new team that changes the NBA. You know, there's always, you know, just because this era changed the NBA. I mean, last time it was the Heat before that, you know, who knows, the Lakers or whatever. There's always going to be a new hot thing. And so you're never going to be hot forever. I mean, you know, in five years we can have the new. Oh, my gosh, they changed the NBA by doing this. Maybe they're all guards on the court. Who knows what they're going to All wings, all, you know. They play an all-small forward lineup. Who knows what's going to happen that's going to change? All centers. Why is messing up? Ooh, all, all centers. centers who can shoot. All Marcus All Marcus <laughs> The all Marcus All lineup. <laughs> but who knows? Just I mean, five Marcus Alls. But you know what? I be, who knows? As, Maybe players will be cloned in the future. You don't know. Right. You could have a team genetically of five modified. Of the, same the gen- genetically modified five. The limit does not exist. Um, but you know, I'm, I, I'll, I'll say this, and no one wants to hear me talk about the Warriors anymore. But I'm going to say we're going to move on from the Warriors. <laughs> Chris, Chris got on his on his Warrior train, and he's not getting off. I'm proud of the Warriors. They played their heart out. You know what? I've never been more proud in a loss in my entire life. That team, I, what a team! I mean, they shouldn't have even been there. Truly, with what they went through. I mean, and they just they showed who they are, and I hope they. Uh, you know, hope everyone respects them now. Give them, show some, put some respect on their name. I will say, a lot of people were tweeting that you know, wow, this is the first time I'm ever going to say something positive. Oh my god, about it's the ridiculous! Warriors. Oh, let them go. Your team beat Any, everyone. Any time anyone wins, that you hate, we hate success for some reason and respect it. Twenty years later, why don't we just understand it in the moment and appreciate it, man? But I have to say, no asterisks <laughs> on any. Never gonna stop. No asterisks on any. Championship. There shouldn't be any. I, I hate this talk about asterisks for the Raptors. They won fair and square. Oh yeah, you have to absolutely. Play who's you out play there. Play the circumstances yeah. you're out and you go. Just because you know, health is part of it. Health is luck, and health goes into winning a championship. And we didn't have it on our side this this year for the Warriors. 
But the Raptors played their hearts out. They were a top five offensive and defensive team. They deserved every single moment of that. I mean, they played, they made it so tough for everyone, especially Steph. So, you know, hats off to them. And they're a classy organization, you know, good for them. Happy for them. And thank you for coming to Chris's TED Talk on the Warriors season. That is it. That is it. I am done. All right. So if it weren't for the NBA Finals, then obviously the big thing that we would have remembered from this week in Memphis sports was the hiring of a new Grizzlies coach, which down the road, you never know, might be the thing we remember the most. Taylor Jenkins could be the next Greg Popovich, for all we know. He could be the future. Mm -hmm. So the Grizzlies end up hiring Taylor Jenkins. You'll be shocked to know. He is excited. My dad is in the background saying who. He also doesn't follow the NBA very closely. <laughs> no, he does not. He not an NBA guy. Sounds like an owl back there. He's like, who? Oh, oh, who? Oh. Who? Taylor Jenkins. You will be shocked to know that he is excited. You'll be more shocked to know he thinks Jaron Jackson Jr. is special and that having the number two <laughs> pick helped make this icy sweeter landing spot. All things that that you know. But yep. I thought it was actually it was actually refreshing to see some legitimate emotion from him during his opening press conference. He teared up during his thank yous, and it's nice to see that this means a lot to him, and he wants to be in Memphis, and blah, 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 blah. He comes from the Mike Budenholzer coaching tree, spent last year in Milwaukee, was in Atlanta with him before that. He actually got a start under Greg Popovich in the Spurs, I believe. Started out as an intern. Yeah, okay, well... <laughs> way back, way back this then. Is, I mean, way back, what do you mean? It was only like um, 10 You're years right. he ago. Is, he this is, is the, the thing. second no. youngest... Head coach in the NBA. This is the thing about him. This is the this is the kind of head coaches Grizzlies have to get for their you know for what they are as a franchise at this moment because they aren't going to pay the most. They're not going to get the you know high most likely. They're not going to get the most highest paid coach out there. You know they they got to get the guys on the upswing. The guys who are you know trying trying to get that start, trying to get that chance. And you know this guy is. Is one of those, uh, you know, one of those coaches who's going to come in here and and he's had a good, uh, good run. He's been uh, mentoring people. He's got Giannis. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was part of that big Giannis rise for that player. And this is the kind of coach that they got to get a guy who is going to try to make a name for himself here. And hopefully, he'll stick around for a long time. Um, but it's the guys that you haven't heard of, that's who the Grizzlies are going to get. And you know, I just looked it up because I know this is one of the big topics of the week. Taylor Jenkins. Didn't have a Wikipedia page before. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I, I'm happy to announce. He now has. He has, he has a Wikipedia page at present moment. Hashtag blessed. Yes. And so, you know, it's funny to hear him when I think uh, one thing I was going to say earlier when you were talking about the uh, the media press conference to announce him. I think all media members in, in Memphis are sick of head coaching press conferences three years in a row. New head coaches. And so, you know, they're sick of the well, cliches. It's, it's their fourth coaching hire in the last six years. I mean, yeah. we've only been here for three years. So we personally <laughs> have, have now been here for three right. of these head coaching press conferences. And they're all the same. And they all say there's not much to talk the about thing, basically. But to go back to the fact. So here's the like low skinny on Jenkins in case you were living under a rock this week. Metaphorical and, rock. Yeah. And didn't, you know, hang out. So he's 34, second youngest coach in the NBA. And as a fellow Babyface wonder, I'm not going to be the person who sits here and talks about a dude's age because, like, people are like, oh, he's so young. But the Grizzlies are all about that youth, the youth these days. You know, 31-year-old Zach Kleiman running things, two 19-year-olds about to be the faces of the team. It's the week of jaw, in case anyone forgot, NBA Mm -hmm. draft next Thursday. Uh, So who cares that he's 34? If he's a good coach, he's a good coach. If he's not, he's not, and we'll go from there. Like I said, came from the Mike Budenholzer coaching tree. And the biggest thing is that it's another coach for the Grizzlies. And the organization during the press conference said, you know, we're playing the long game here. They have to. They They have to say that, too. Come on. You can't hire three coaches in three years. Yes, they have to say that. But if he stinks, I don't want to play the long game with him. What do you, how long are you going to give him? You got to give him time. At least you gotta, two, at least two seasons. Three years. Okay, fine. You got to give him three, three years. years. Go through the end. No, of no Jaren's matter what happens, deal. they have this guy for three years. You cannot fire him after two years and then hire a new coach. And how can you tell that coach anything? How can you tell him with any? Why would anyone want to take that? He's going to be job. there, or she that he or Ooh, she is going to be that. there for like several years when you've just fired now your fourth and five or whatever you know. You got to keep him for they're with him. Yeah, for, I mean, for I think several years. And you know what? Your dad got my attention and made sure I said this. Taylor Jenkins is the next next Nick Nurse. 
According to Carl. <laughs> wow, you're choked <laughs> up about that, man. According to <laughs> Carl. According to Carl. The next. Nick, Nick, next. Next Nick Nurse. Wow, that's hard to say. Say next, that. Nick nurse. Say that 50 next times. Nurse. But, uh, you know, Nick nurse. Taylor Jenkins has got such an interesting background. He's, he was talking about his, like, CYO basketball and high school basketball days. And I kind of. Yeah, he, wrote... he didn't play. Yeah, I he, know. He, he didn't play college. His career ended ball. in high school. So I kind of rolled my eyes. But, you know, maybe that'll make him a better coach. You know, sometimes. Yeah, obviously, yeah, he's, he's played. Big development guy, big yeah. on relationships, big relationship guy. Yeah, so he played, he didn't play a long time, but, you know, maybe that can help him in terms of seeing different things and helping, you know, players, you know, get better. All right, we're going to keep talking about Taylor Jenkins, the next Nick Nurse, as my father just dubbed him. You heard it first here on Sports 56. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be talking more about what we learned from Taylor Jenkins when we come back here on Cerrito Live on Sports 56. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and treat specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Work side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spend quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Hey there, welcome back. Jessica Benson in studio with... Chris Luther, Kevin Cerrito is off for this week's Cerrito Live. We got you covered. I got chewed out in the break. Your dad, he's like, well, I got to talk to you, young man, about not having a ceremony. Did he say young man? I don't think he did. I added that in for effect. Uh-huh. Don't worry, Carl. We'll have a ceremony. I promise. Just for you. Just for you. Uh, <laughs> he's shaking his head you. now. I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I better man. watch myself. You're going to get kicked out of the family before you're a part of the family. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I was, I was in such good graces. Yeah. Well, it goes down. Real, goes down real fast. fast, I've heard. All right, so we're back here on Cerrito Live talking about things we remember in Memphis sports from this week. We're going to keep on keeping on with the Taylor Jenkins news, new Grizzlies head coach. We just kind of gave you the rundown of who he is, and we'll talk about all the things he said in his in his press conference. He gave away all the secrets, as every new head coach does yeah, in well, their first press conference. I mean, I think the main takeaway, you, can't, you don't really know what it's going to be like until he gets in there and gets his hands on the team. But he said he's going to keep with the defense. And, you know, that's... But he also, so he also says, quote, wants space and pace where the ball is hopping and popping. Right. So we have a Dr. Seuss on our hands. Right. Uh, but he said, you know, defensive emphasis along with that, which is something the Bucks were able to do. So if right. he can bring that to Memphis. And, you know, I think you got to focus on the three-pointer. In today's NBA, that's that's what it's all about. You know, you, the, those threes, everyone's, everyone's shooting threes at a high clip. And, Everybody. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the Bucks did that. They had the those players that would that would shoot it from three. I mean, Giannis would would kind of get in there, muck it up, and then toss it out. And that was basically their offense. And so, you know, hopefully he can kind of keep that. and. The Grizzlies can uh, 
can move that offense in the 21st century. I mean, it's kind of slow for them recently. Yeah, so I do want to start two Memphis drinking games for this season. Okay. Because there are going to be two main buzzwords that I think we are going to hear one million times. The first is drink every time they say sustainable success. Okay. Sustainable success. I think they're going to say that a lot because this is the long road to making the Grizzlies playoff contenders again. So what is sustainable success? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they know they're not going to be exactly competing for a championship next year. I mean, hopefully, hey, who knows? This team could turn around towards the end. Jaron and Ja. They started winning some games kind of towards the end there with uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Jaron, John. Jonas, if he stays. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I think, think, uh, you know, this Taylor Jenkins guy is going to be interesting. One thing I wanted to point out. Wait, wait, wait. My other buzzword. Sorry. Other buzzword. My bad. Is partnership. Big partnership guys. The Grizzlies this season between... Taylor Jenkins and the rest of the front office with Zach Kleiman. This partnership. It's a new, working together. It's, it's a new, new era. New team up there. So, yeah. They new picked out their guy, which is good because now they have their guy in place. Before the draft. Before the draft. Hopefully he doesn't mess it up. And He's going to coach Summer League. Yeah. Which, yay. Yay, <laughs> Summer League. Ooh, summer league. Yay. Some people are really into Summer League. I'm just not... It's hard for me to get into Summer League. I know. I, I still remember the clips of Magic Johnson talking during Summer League last year. Yes. That was really funny. Yes. You know, about how they were, you know, whatever. But it'll That's help. It'll team. help him another get team. his coaching staff on point, Summer League roster, what that will be. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's interesting. I think Taylor Jenkins, you know, he graduated from the University of Pennsylvania's uh, Wharton School of Business. He is so smart. He's got, he majored in economics. So maybe you can help the Grizzlies with some, you know, some money management here on the side. An Ivy League education. Maybe he can uh he can you know be like, "Hey, maybe we should do this with ticket sales or maybe the the vending should be a little bit less. How about you know to make, sell it a little bit more, huh? Get your hands in there. Don't worry. Don't worry about Well, he already I don't think he had a part in this, but they already said at least not money making wise, but math wise, they're not going to make any declarative statements this year about how many games they're going to win, which I think is a big improvement because last year you remember Robert Paris said that it was a 50-win team. The Grizzlies were built to be a 50-win team. So I yeah. think it's good that we're we're aiming a little lower with hey. who knows how many games they're going to win. <laughs> I think next air. year Grizzlies fans would be very happy to be competing for a playoff spot. That would be a successful season in my opinion. What do you think? Do you think competing, getting towards that 8, 9, 10 slot, I mean getting right around there? Because they'll convey next year hopefully. Convey that pick. Hopefully. <laughs> they didn't play. Get rid of it. <laughs> they played to convey, but then the uh, the new draft system was like, never mind. Yeah. And, and here now we you are. Get the number week two of, pick. You know, this is the last week before John Morant is a Memphis Grizzly. I mean, I hope so. We all hope so. Let's hope so. I mean, if, especially with all the offseason news and possibly trading Conley, you need that point god. And you know what? Point god. John Morant called himself a point god on uh, Yahoo's podcast with Chris Hayes. Uh, he, he he already dubbed himself the point guy. He led the NCAA in assists. I mean, I'm sure you know people have been talking about this for weeks because we know. But I really hope that they pick him. I, I RJ Barrett, you know, great player. Obviously, I, I average a double double, I believe, in a first uh, freshman, I believe, to average Absolutely. a double double. You know, great player. But I don't. Th- I think that Jaw is more the generational talent. Agreed. Than um, than RJ. Not saying RJ is talent and also generational face you know like he has that face man but what i meant by that was just that you know he has the true potential to be a star and yeah. to be the face of a, of a franchise and I'm, him and jaron that not to beat on the youth movement but you know two young guys two personality guys if you follow john morant on twitter he's entertaining yeah he's not absolutely. afraid to get out there show his personality show what he's all about and that's what the grizzlies need right now they yeah. need those faces for people to come out and in this building process to whatever the future of the Grizzlies are. Like you're saying, he's he's like he's got the panache of Steph Curry. Oh god. And the I say he's got the De- Derek Rose athleticism. I mean the guy can panache of Steph Curry. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, the way to drop much. panache on a Saturday Thank morning. Thank you. Thank you very really much. Proud of you. Uh okay, yeah. Marcus All. For and he's got the Rose athleticism, can dunk, I mean can shoot shoot the ball. And then he got the, he's got the passes. vision yeah. of Jason Kidd. Boom. That's the player that you're going to get. And I, I just think that he would be amazing to watch here, partnering with Triple J, 
And then if Jonas Valanciunas comes back, we got three J's on the court, John Morant, you know, and we need two well, technically, more. Technically, does the Jonas J count, though? Because absolutely. it's a silent J. It counts. It absolutely counts. We'll call him Jonas from now on, just for this. The Jonas Brothers. They're back. So they we, can call the the, we can call that lineup the Jonas Brothers. The Dude, J Brothers. I don't think anyone J wants. J Bros. I don't think any NBA team wants their... The new Hampton Five is the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the J Brothers. The J Bros. Uh, Shooting Jays and I hate everything about that. Winning trays. You keep trying know. to make it happen. But keep you, trying to make they, that if they get two more Jays on the team, they can have the all J lineup. The J five. Ooh, the J five. The J five isn't bad. Thank you. You're you're, you're That's moving a closer to something that we could work with. We got we to look up some NBA players that are that have Jays and just sign them for, at all costs. So really quickly before we move on from the Grizzlies and everything. Speaking of Jonas Valanciunas, he did end up opting out of his guaranteed $17.6 million deal. We need him to opt back in for the lineup. <laughs> Call him. Tell him to change his dang mind. The lineup name depends on you. I think that's definitely the sell that they need to make to him. Yeah. You know, take whatever money we're giving you, but yeah. you have the chance to be a part of something special. Bring, bring, the J5. Bring. Hello, this Adult? is Jonas. Um, yeah, this is Taylor Jenkins. Hey, I have, I have a last name that starts with a J, and we're really trying to make a thing out of this. Uh, and I know it's silent, but we need you to sign back. For for the team, does it have to be first name J or can it be last name J? Included? It can be. We can make exceptions because there's not a lot of J's. Chris is holding his hands up to his face like a fake phone call right now, so he's yeah. going all in I'm on selling this, it. Uh, I'm selling it. Everyone can see Taylor him. Jenkins. I just realized last name J. I know. So, that's why I was asking the first I know. name last name. We, we can make exceptions because how many J first name? I mean Jake, Jessica. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot I'm about that one. Amazing. Oh, man. But they used to see, but here's the problem. They used to have a head coach with a J, JB. So they oh, got man. rid of JB Bickerstaff. They messed up. They screwed up. They didn't <laughs> think, they were not thinking long game in that moment. But J, because you shoot the J, it's just a just perfect basketball letter. Okay, then. <laughs> well, now that Chris has but figured no, okay. out the entire future of the Memphis Grizzlies to, based on the first. Letter of their names right. being back, J's. Back to seriousness, though. I hope, you know, Jonas Valanciunas signs back for, you know, because that's the report from, uh, was it Woj? Yeah, Woj said Zach Kleiman and Valanciunas' agent are expected to work aggressively in finding the pathway yeah. to a new deal. I mean, I'm surprised he opted out of $17 million personally. Would Bet have taken on yourself. It. Would have taken the $17 Bet million. On but he's not going to get that much. I know. But the thing is, is, if he's working with the Grizzlies, you know, my thing is... Especially from the Grizzlies, he's not going to get 17 mil. No. But the whole thing with the Grizzlies is, all right, start high, go low. Every year, decrease. You know what I mean? Decrease what? Decrease the contract value every year. If he's signing a multi-year deal, just make sure that there's a significant decrease from year to year. I say three. Okay, sure. Keeping through the end of Jaron's rookie deal. Yeah. And go from there. And, you know, right around the $10 million or less range. You know, ten, nine, eight million dollars. I don't know if he'll accept that. He might be able to get more, a little bit more in the well, open market. As, Not we, a lot as more. we determined, uh, Taylor Jenkins went to the Wharton School of Business, so maybe he can work something out. <gasps> oh, he should make the contract himself. Ooh, uh, get you a coach Wait. who can get you a coach who can do both. <laughs> well, well, dare I say, a partnership? A partnership with that coach. Maybe this coach can fill multiple roles. Maybe that's why they signed him. New hey, hybrid listen, coach. Hey, Taylor, you know, we really want you to be coach, but we're having a little trouble with our taxes <laughs> on the side. And I know, you know, I see here on your resume that you went to the Wharton School of Business. So uh, do you think you could uh, help us out? I think we Write just up discovered some the real that's why they Real that's reason. why they hired him. But you know, Jonas he averaged nineteen points, ten rebounds. Yeah, and he's a likable he's a guy. Good, yeah. Gives you the veteran status. It allows Jaron Jackson Jr. to not have to force himself yep. to become and, you know, a true center or something. He's not at this moment. Jaron Jackson Jr. has problems rebounding. What is Jonas best at? I mean he's a rebounding beast at the boards. Boardman gets paid, as I've heard. <laughs> is he the new boardman? Boardman gets no. paid. J Man gets buckets. Kawhi needs to trademark that. The J Team gets buckets. All right, that's their new logo or their new slogan. Okay, moving on quickly. <laughs> From you trying to shut me up? Uh, maybe a little bit. We've focused a lot on J names. J J Jaw. All right. So thinking back to things that we may remember from. Memphis sports this week. There's not a ton more than that. It's pretty NBA heavy this time of year. But since the last time town, it's a basketball town. And so since it's a basketball town, we keep the focus as much as we can on the Tigers and the one and only Penny Hardaway. It is. I think it's hard this time of year 
for me in a local TV sports thing, I, I feel like I'm I'm missing something by not leading every show with Penny Hardaway. But what are you going to do? Show pictures of the Tigers lifting weights? Like, uh, maybe. Maybe that's the best thing that I can lead with. I remember on, on Twitter this week, Precious, Precious Achua was uh, in the in the court shooting little, yeah, you know. finally got to see him. He is here. Around. Precious Achua is now here. So all of the Tigers have reported to camp. So that's big. Uh, they did add, yeah, you know what, since the last time we were on the show, they did add their new assistant coach, yep. Cody Toppert, coming from That happened like the Phoenix straight Suns. up a week ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the director of player development for the Phoenix Suns, so it keeps with that NBA vibe, NBA central in the coaching sphere of the Memphis Tigers. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, that's what you got to sell kids on nowadays in college basketball. Absolutely. You know, you're selling them on the next level. You're selling them, hey, we know NBA, we will develop you to be in the NBA, because that's what... A lot of these kids are looking for, you know, well, especially the on top. The, on the cool level here in Memphis, too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. We I had mean, that. All the Tigers are here. Uh, that's about it. I mean, it's weird because we're in that, that middle period of the year where there's nothing to really talk about with Tigers basketball except for they're working out. There was a report this week that Virginia Tech grad transfer Kerry Blackshear is now considering Memphis, he's the biggest grad transfer on the market. Hey. He's visited Florida and Arkansas, scheduled visits with Tennessee and Kentucky, maybe Texas A&M and Gonzaga. And, hey, if you're the Tigers, freshman-heavy team, you're still looking for some veteran presence. Get some experience on there. I mean, if you can get a shooter off the bench, you... you I, I think they got a... With ACC They got experience. plenty of people. They have plenty of people. <laughs> I don't think they're if lacking. you can get a little more experience. Yeah, they're not lacking for nothing. Coming in there. Another big thing from this week, World Golf Championship is a month away. Are we a month away? Yeah. That's the end of July. So we're like a little over a month away. But they did announce that they are adding a place called The Pit, which is part of their fan-first approach, which gets me excited because it means there's going to be a lot of good barbecue at the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Maybe Tiger Woods will come now that he knows he can get barbecue between the 8th and ninth hole. Absolutely. Who wouldn't want that? I'm wearing my Ten Bones barbecue shirt. Shout out Ten Bones barbecue right now. I'm wearing my shirt right now, so I'm dressed. Right now, a, I'm dressed right appropriately. Now. I'm wearing a shirt right now, thank goodness, and I'm dressed appropriately for this uh, for this discussion. You know, it's only appropriate. They they even said in their press release, you know, this is the barbecue mecca of the world. And so they got to bring in some barbecue. They got to bring in some some stuff for the fans to enjoy, which is good. Yes, and the World Golf Champ, the pit, will include Central Barbecue, Germantown Commissary, Rendezvous, and Hogwild. It'll be set up between the 8th and ninth hole. I think it's great. I think the more excitement that they can bring into getting people out there is already going to be crazy in comparison to years past. And so to be able to do this will be good for yeah, everyone. You're going to have some great food out there, and it's going to be so much fun. This year, I mean, it's going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to this. Now we can set our eyes towards this tournament coming really, up. Well, so we have the dra- we have the draft this week. Yeah, of course. And so everything will be all draft, all everything. Yeah. And we were joking the other day, it's first pitch season at the Redbirds. First so pitch. So you have pitch, first pitch season. We can go back to comeback season. Yeah. Remember the good old days of the AAF. <sighs> the Express. Those were the days. Uh, but so Taylor Jenkins is throwing out the first pitch at the Redbirds game tonight, you can bet your bottom dollar that John Morant will be throwing out the first pitch of the Redbirds game whenever he gets in town or whoever the Grizzlies draft. But like, when's Taylor Jenkins going to throw tonight. out his? Oh, tonight. okay. That's what I just said. Come oh, on. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was looking at something. Get with it. So we got to see what his fastball is like. You know, we got to see if, if his uh, first pitch can, uh, can uh, hold up. Just don't 50 cent it. Don't 50 cent it. What's that other woman who threw the ball right into the camera? Oh, I always recently? forget who that is. Who was that? Max, do you know who that was? We got we to gotta get a and d We got a research <laughs> and development over here. Because she threw it and it went, didn't go straight. The camera guy's way off to the left on the first base side, off the fir- up the first base line, smacked him right in the yeah, camera. Well, hopefully Taylor right Jenkins doesn't do that. My dad is sitting behind me. He threw out a first pitch a couple of weeks ago at the Sun Belt baseball tournament and he was right down the middle so maybe taylor jenkins needs to give my dad a call and get some tips i could throw the ball with taylor me and taylor jenkins i could i could use some tips on econ i can use some economic tips god you're really stuck on the fact that he's an (laughs) economics guy all right that girl was the uh the white Sox. uh she was a white Sox employee oh 
So she wasn't even nothing, a celebrity. Nothing like super, yeah. yeah uh, was just wasn't even a celebrity. That's so sad. So now she's just known as the girl who <laughs> the, white, the first bitch. And the White Sox couldn't even get someone to come in. I mean, it's Chicago. That's There's a, a lot of games. You got to give some you know, <laughs> give some regular folk a chance to. Well, then why did they get an employee? It's like pick someone out of the fans. Maybe she was then. special. Maybe maybe it was her birthday. Maybe it was her birthday. And Maybe she was going through something. You don't know and, her life, Chris. And, and now, now she will be ridiculed for the rest of her life. You're judging her on. Memphis. I think that one's worse than 50 Cent. Because he, I mean. Yeah, but no, but 50 Cent is a name. So like. 50. It's going to stay forever. Why do you call him 50? That's how my mom know. calls 50 Cent. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I said 50 Cent. And then you said 50 Cent. And then. When did I, I say 50? Right after I said 50 Cent. When? Like five seconds ago. Uh, I have bad memory. Yeah, you do. <laughs> It was tough. But then you made me feel like I was like trying to be part of the cool club. And it, was, it was uncomfortable, <laughs> and I, frankly. And I, made, I set you up. Yeah, and then you set, set me you up. up. You set I me set up. set you up for failure. But you All know, right. What? No, go ahead. You know, with this, uh, the pit, I'm, I've just been looking at this. Oh, we're back on the barbecue. I'm back on the pit because I'm, I'm hungry. Sunday, Saturday, Saturday morning Saturday, barbecue. They got ribs, pulled pork, sandwiches. Chicken wing pulled pork sandwiches as well. Yes, thing. those are all forms of barbecue. <laughs> Chicken wings, there. barbecue nachos. I'm gonna, yeah, but this is exciting now. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for the golf. As a media member covering the golf tournament, I am very grateful for this moment. I want to say that my dad is going to murder us if we don't say a shout out to the Vanderbilt pitcher last week. A week ago tonight, uh, Kumar Rocker, Vanderbilt pitcher, 19 strikeouts. No hitter. It was incredible. We don't normally talk about baseball on the show. My dad's a big baseball guy. Big baseball guy. He's been sitting back here yelling the Skumar Rocker's Literally. name the entire been show, waiting things. for us to talk about it. He doesn't really get it, get that, you know, Memphis is, is basketball-focused. Um, there's not a ton of love for baseball, but we got baseball fans here, and we have four SEC schools playing in the College World Series starting today. Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. Who's the fourth? It's escaping me. Auburn. Auburn. Boom. Auburn. With the save, because I didn't know. That was. Thank you, Max. <laughs> that was a huge nicely, save. Nicely done. Thank goodness. I do know we got a closer beat, in here. They beat North Carolina. Yes. Now rings a bell. But yeah, <laughs> Ole Miss got beat by Arkansas last week, so we kind of shift our attention. Yeah. Memphis is such an odd place to me. Like now that I've only been here for three years, one of the hardest things for me to get a grasp on was how we cover. The SEC, because there are a ton of SEC fans, and it's an SEC melting pot Absolutely, here in Memphis. So, like, how do you tier the SEC school support in Memphis? I mean, you have Oxford that's you know, an hour away, so you kind of think that Ole Miss exists in its own special cloud. Right. And then you have Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee. But I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there are Auburn fans here, too. We just kind of keep that, that Mid-South but is Mississippi State the Mid-South? I don't know. I don't know. In Tennessee, I, not really the Mid-South. So I, honestly, Geographically, we're, we're, it's really tough for us. That's what I'm just trying to say. We're Memphis transplants, and I've never seen a map of what exactly is the Mid-South. I just know we're in it, right? We are we in are, the Mid-South. We are in the Mid-South. That's all that I what know. What is the Mid-South? I'm not sure. It's Mid and, and it's, it's Southern. And we're from the West. Exactly. So that's about the extent. Yeah, I think, you know, of our it almost seems like Memphis isn't really the ba- the baseball town, but right around us all is. You know, down in Mississippi, yeah. they love baseball. And there they, you is, know, over I mean, all, yeah. there's great baseball players that are coming out of the Memphis area. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, we'll see. Maybe maybe the numbers on the College World Series will, will change my mind. I will say Memphis, as always, with the NBA Finals, I think it was one of the top five markets in the is. country. It and it always is, is even you with know everything. It always is for soccer, too, which is always yes. interesting. Always a huge market for soccer around here. And you know what? That's one thing that, thank you for bringing that up. We will remember that uh, Memphis 901 FC lost in the U.S. Open Cup. They played their first ever game against an MLS team, Orlando City FC. Yeah. Apparently, there was kind of a sketchy call in that game. Not going to go fully into it. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But shout out to them and what they've done with their season, their regular season Rolls on, but that game was played at the Micro Soccer Complex as opposed to AutoZone Park because there was a Redbirds game that night. Yeah. And Micro Soccer Complex was packed. Yeah. The pictures of that place? There's lines for hours. People were waiting for, for a long time to get in there. I think they got in there after, you know, the, the game First started. Kick, yeah. yeah. So Be- that's the thing that just keeps, I guess it doesn't surprise me necessarily, but I, I wasn't aware of this soccer community being so strong yeah. in Memphis. And now we've seen. 
just tremendous support for Memphis 901 FC. And maybe it's a niche audience, but they love it. I think you can say, you know, however far through the season we are now, that it's been a success. And this team's going to be around for a long time. And people were wondering, are people going to show up? And I think no one should have guessed because this, this town loves soccer. You know, and the people come out for this, and they're going to come out, and they're going to support this team, and they're going to pack uh, AutoZone or wherever they put this these games. You know, put heck, put them at put them at Lausanne. Do they got a soccer field? Yeah. Okay, put them sure. at Lausanne. They'll pack that place too. They'll pack any place. Lausanne's getting a lot of shoutouts today. I was going to say you're big, big Lausanne guy big over Lausanne. here. It's an honor of Marcus. So we're just going to keep it on Lausanne. <laughs> All the time. But the big thing with 901FC2 is that Bluff City Mafia has been huge in driving that support and driving yeah. just the intensity of the fan experience. Every time I see them, they're always up for it. It doesn't matter what game it is. And this is a long season. Yeah. That's something they, I didn't and realize. Struggled, the they struggled season early, is long. Yeah, they struggled early on. They, wouldn't, they weren't winning at home early on. You know, they've now got some wins under the belt. But they weren't, they weren't exactly, you know, winning a lot of games. And people still kept showing up. And that's when it really shows the true fan support. When people are coming out and they know that, you know, chances are, who knows if they'll see a win, 50-50 shot. But, but, you know, when they're not doing well and the fans are still coming out, that's when you know people care about that team. People are going to support them through thick and thin, man. Through thick and thin. They're on the road this week. They're back at home next week. They got a big one next week. They're taking on Liga MX. Okay. That's going to be at home at AutoZone Park. Big opportunity for 901 FC. But the quick rundown of what we will remember from this week in Memphis sports. Marcus All, NBA champion. Big Spain, forever with a ring, finally catches up to his brother. They got it. Memphis Grizzlies, new coach, Taylor Jenkins, as we've established. War, school, uh, the Wharton, the Wharton school, school, school of Business. Business. Their number one graduate. We don't know if he's their number one graduate. I don't know. We're just going to pretend and skyrocket him up in the, in the ratings of things here. Well, remember, not that much from the Memphis Tigers this week. It was kind of just, you know, your standard summer no Penny. We need Penny to start making his Instagram videos again. Like, when can he show us his new wine cellar? I don't know. He, he teased it. We need to see the finished product because we're going to need some things to talk about. Well, we kind of went off the rails here at the end. But we did. This it's is fun. a good show. Whatever. You have fun? I had fun. Good. I always Check out fun. the Still Not Engaged podcast. It's for no more longer of this. the Still Not Engaged podcast. It is going to be the Still Not Married podcast. Episode one of season two will be dropping in July. In the meantime, happy Father's Day weekend to all the dads out there, especially happy my Father's dad. Happy Father's Day, Carl. Carl, sitting behind us. We're playing golf with him tomorrow morning. He's, he's gonna, probably going to kill us. He's going to kick our butt. It's fine. We've accepted it. Have a great day. Coming up next, Anthony Sane and Jonathan Marshall from Fox 13 are taking over for Hour 2 of Cerrito Live. We will see you next week, and they'll see you right next.